Yo, chonies and chanclas, barefoot and huggies, gecko and the quadruple champ, whiskey sick podcast, episode 109, all up in your ass, hit them with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your pants out. You gotta get up. I'm back, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your pants out. You gotta get up. I'm back, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Why don't you get up? Yo, yo, yo. Ah, what's up, homies? Live from Dago, bitch, California. Yay. It's your boy, Moody Hank. Um, I got to tell y'all right off the bat, the, the quadruple champ is out here wild and howling at the motherfucking sun right now. He's fucking throwing shit, um, slamming his head against the wall. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him right now. Um, shouldn't have gave him that... Uh, that cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast. Uh, that shit's just that's that's just cocaine for a little kid. That's just nothing but sugar. Bombing cereal ever fucking made right there though. Um, so you're gonna hear him running around just like last week. Maybe we'll get him up on the mic. I I, I don't know. We, you know we we, we going willy nilly. We freestyling. We just going, homies. We got today's episode. You might as well just call this. If y'all ain't into fight talk, you don't like talking about hearing about fights and shit. Take your motherfucking ass on, because this is going to be a motherfucking fight podcast here. I mean, I, I got three cards to talk, four. I got I got a new card this weekend, uh, Bobby Knuckles versus Darren Till this weekend. We just had three bonker-ass cards go off the fucking rails this past uh, this past week. I was going to get on here on Monday, and then I was like, nah, I might as well just fucking wait until the one on Wednesday's done, and I, I don't know what's going on, homies. There's just been so many damn fights. I had, I went... Four and one on the Usman Masvidal card. Golden ass picks. I told y'all too, if I had to put my house on Kamaro, if I had to put actual money or my life on it, I'm taking Kamaro Usman, but I roll heavy with Jorge Masvidal. For, so the official on wax pick was Jorge Masvidal. We were, we, we were wishful thinking on that one. Um, but let's get into all these fight cards. So we had, we had that card. We had... We had uh, Joseph Benavidez get a fucking snuffed out in a fucking snuff film. They can't even show you the fucking highlights. It's like against, uh, you know, uh, regulations, federal regulations. They can't even show you that shit. It, it, it was it was brutal. Uh, then we had Cater versus uh, Dan Ige. 
who uh, a month ago when he fought, I, I called him EG, I think. Dan EG. I was like, who the fuck is this guy that's fighting uh, 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 Edson Barbosa? E- D- Dan EG? I don't know who the fuck that is. There's a few people I said I don't know who the fuck are who I certainly as fuck know who they are now. Uh, but let's get into this fight talk. Uh, let's talk to Usman, Usman uh, Jorge Masvidal card. Listen. Everybody hating on Usman. I told y'all, I told Usman, I said straight up, you whoop Kobe Covington's ass, I'm yours forever. These nuts is yours, homie. I will never say a, a foul thing about you ever again. And guess what, homies? Moody Hank holds his promises. He, he upholds his bets. He, he honors his bets. So I will never say an ill thing about Kamaru Usman. The motherfucker did exactly the game plan I lined out for y'all motherfuckers on the last podcast. Get him up against the fence. Wrestle his motherfucking ass. Jorge came out in that first round and looked like he had he, he had one thing on his mind. Everything was into that first round. I'm either going to knock him out or it's going to be a long fucking night for me. And hey, he had to do it. Um, he was training, but he wasn't. And then he stopped training and then he gained weight and then he had to lose weight. Uh, talking about the flight, you know, uh, Kamaru Usman made the same flight as him on the same day as him. So he had to deal with the travel issues the same way that Jorge Masvidal <clears throat> had to deal with those issues. So I'm not going to, uh, give Jorge that out. Um, but you know, the, the training and then not really training cause you never really had a fight on the deck. You were just negotiating. And then when it fell through, stopped training and gained up to, you know, 195 pounds, that probably had a lot, lot to do with it. He knew his, he was running on, on a minimal gas tank. So um, he fought in spurts the whole night after that first round. And, and, and that first round, Kamara was all kinds of, uh, uh, of fists, knees, and shins and shit were just whizzing by Usman's face. I mean, it was like a, a fucking whirling dervish. It was, uh, you know, fucking uh, Tasmanian devil shit. Uh, Jorge was putting hands, kicks, hands. Normally, you start with hands, finish with kicks. He was starting with hands. Going to kicks, finishing back with hands. I mean, he was throwing crazy combinations in that first round and landed some clean shots. But as soon as that first bell rang, it was over. You look, you could tell Jorge knew it was over. He was gassed. He gave everything he had into that. Now, throughout the night, he fought off a lot of takedowns. He got back to his feet. Um, he spent too much. Jorge, where he went wrong, he spent too much time up against the fence. He just let Camaro uh, put his body weight against him up against the fence way too much. He could have circled out at any time, pressed him up and, and disengaged. Um, maybe he would, you know, he had to conserve his own energy. Um, every time they came apart in the, in the standing position, uh, you know, Jorge was getting the better of those. You know, Usman did have some 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 nice shots here and there, but Jorge, it was it was clear, especially after the first round, that Jorge was much more dangerous striker than Kobe Covington was. Even though Kobe was landing at will on Usman, he's just not nearly as as dynamic. He doesn't throw nearly the kind of kick combinations and the hand combinations and knees. Um, the, the switching the stances in the middle of the, uh, uh, you know, switch step stances. Um, he does that switch step right hook. He's, uh, Jorge Masvidal, he threw it all night long, but he started telegraphing it. The problem with that switch step left hook, uh, right hook, so he starts in the orthodox stance, he switch step, and as he's switching his feet, he throws the right hook. It becomes now, his power hand becomes that lead hand, and he throws it as a hook, and it lands all the time. It's what he started off the nasty, deadly combination that he knocked Darren Till the fuck out with. Um, but the third time he tried to throw it, Kamaro's wise to the game. This is a smart motherfucker. He's not a, a champ for no reason. Um, hey, dude, homie. Little homie. What, come on, homie. You, you haven't fucked with that guy since you were like fucking six months old. Now all of a sudden you want to bust that shit out when we live with the people? 
Anyways, Kamaru Usman, he, he, he saw the switch step. As soon as those switch, feet switched up, he changed levels. Jorge went over the top of him, gave him easy takedown off of, off of it. Um, at, at times, we, you just can't, you have to keep your distance. You have to use distance strikes. And, and Jorge was just not able to stay on his feet long enough, not able to stay off the cage long enough to do enough damage. Um, but I thought his gas tank, you know, for, for having the fight the way he did, I thought, you know, he made it five rounds with the baddest, one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. I mean, you know, if it wasn't to the point that where I wouldn't want to see the fight again. With a full camp, full, you know, uh, you know, cardio tank, you know, Jorge posting videos like right after that, like two days after the fight, he was back to training. That's what I want to see. You know, I think he could definitely beat Kamaru Usman, but, you know, he's not going to get, you know, Gilbert Burns. He was scheduled to fight this shit, but decided he was going to crash a COVID party before this shit. Got sick and couldn't fucking, couldn't take the fight. I guess since he was already scheduled to get the fight, I guess you got to give it to uh, Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Um, former training partners, so, you know, they're going to know each other very well, and, you know, Gilbert Burns is going to know exactly how to... Uh, you know, who, who knows? I don't think Kamara Usman is going to want to take this one to the ground. It's going to be more like a Kobe Covington fight. Or he's going to stand and bang. That's what he's going to want to do. Um, but so that's probably next. I say Jorge versus Kobe. Fuck it. Or Leon Edwards. Leon motherfucking Edwards, the homie that caught the three-piece after the motherfucking fight. Remember when Jorge knocking two motherfuckers out, TKO and two motherfuckers out in the same night? The three-piece with the fucking soda? Give us that fight. Where's Leon Edwards? Uh, he couldn't take a fight earlier in the year uh, against Woodley because, you know, he couldn't get the flight over here. Well, flights, nobody's having problems getting to Fight Island. And another thing, since I'm fucking going off now, that Fight Island, I came on here, I I've, been, I've been sold a bill of goods. I purchased Fight Island a, a, a fucking... Uh, I, I, I said it was Tekken. I said it was UFC Tekken. I said this shit was going to be on the beach. You're going to see the, you know, the fucking waves crashing. I don't, I don't know what the fuck. They, they showed you a picture of the fucking octagon on the beach. And then when it was fight night, the first fight, this, I think this was the first fight on, on Fight Island. They were in a motherfucking jet hanger or some shit. So how, how the fuck, how are you going to do me like that? That's not what I fucking paid for. It's like buying something off of QVC on TV and then it comes in the mail and you're like, the fuck is this shit? Shit's a, a, supposed to be a fucking waffle maker. It's like you iron clothes with it. I don't fuck I got here. So they told, they promised me UFC Tekken. I got suck fucking uh, those old school um, fight for the troops on UFC on Spike. Remember them shits? That's what this shit reminded me of. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Look. Look, look, all you motherfuckers. I picked Volkanovski. And during the fight, I had it a draw. All you motherfuckers are sitting out here saying that it wasn't a 10-8 round in the first round. I don't know how the fuck that's, that's possible. Max hurt him, wobbled him with a fucking right hand earlier in the round. And then kicked him in the motherfucking head with his shin. He rammed his shin bone into his head and sat him on his motherfucking ass. Anytime you're close to finishing the fight, it's a 10-8 round. That's close to finishing the fucking fight. One more follow-up and he probably could have got him. But Volkanovski was clearly hurt. It clearly affected him in the second round. I had the first two rounds going to Max Holloway. Max Holloway just looked like a different dude. 
he had an answer for those kicks. He wasn't taking as many uh, leg kicks. He started taking a lot later in the fight. He, he, was, he was taking the inside leg kick. This time, it wasn't the outside leg kick that was tear, tearing him up as much. His fucking, his leg looked radioactive. It was like glowing at the end of the fight, the inside of his, of his lead leg. Um, but Max was putting the hands together real well, was pressuring, uh, throwing the head kicks, throwing his own kicks. Um, and he got Volkanovski early. He hurt him early. And, and, you know, he started taunting Volkanovski in the second round. It was like, okay, Max is about to run away and get his fucking title back. We're going to have a trilogy on our hands. And then that third round happened. And this is the round that everybody, four and five went to Volkanovski, which is weird because Max Holloway, you know, fading down the stretch, getting beaten the championship rounds is new. That, that's some new shit. But Alexander, however you went for that third round, I thought Volkanovski got back in the fight in that third round. I thought the leg kicks, um, I thought it, it's so, you could, if you said Max won it, sure. I mean, but I, I, live, I had it a Volkanovski round. I had the last three rounds for Volkanovski with a 10-8 in the first. I had it a fucking draw, which would have had Volkanovski keeping, whoa, dude. Whoa. I'm on a roll over here, homie. Pappy's out over here spitting. Spitting that fight game, son. Um, I, ha I had it a draw, so, you know, Volkanovski would have kept, kept the belt regardless. I did say during, when I was texting all the homies, the homies are texting me, I said there's no way I could see Volkanovski winning it, though. After that first round and the second round, I said, if anything, if it's not a draw, it's a Max Holloway win. That's how I felt about it at the time. But listen, if everybody, nobody I've I've seen, not not the not anybody, uh, Rogan when they were doing the fight podcast, uh, you know, uh, Anik and Florian, um, uh, everybody said that it wasn't a ten eight round in that first round. I disagree. But if you don't have it as a ten eight round, then I had the last three rounds going to Volkanovski, and that's a Volkanovski win. Max faded. Listen, the fight was in Max grasp he had it it was there for him it was all for the taking and he let it slip he let it slip in those last rounds peter yan versus jose aldo was a motherfucking fight jose aldo had a lot more in the tank than i thought i thought at the end of the, i thought w w maybe in the third round i was like jose's gonna win this fucking fight the second and third were Jose Aldo. He was landing that fucking liver shot he came back with the leg kicks i told y'all if he comes back with the leg kicks it's it's over. It's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be a game changer, and it was. Peter Yan was stuck in the uh, ortho in the southpaw stance the whole night, and he looks good, but he, he stands real tall when he's southpaw. I don't know if that's his natural stance. I don't think so. He came out orthodox. Um, I know he fights both ways, but you know sometimes you notice these little differences uh, it, when they go when they're not completely natural. Like your boy Moody Hank, I'm natural both ways. You can you can you can see me. You'd be like I I don't know what his natural stance is. I throw, I throw either way. I've just trained ever since I was, you know, started training in 2004. I started whatever I did with my orthodox side. I went uh, southpaw. Whatever, I, whatever combinations I learned, I would drill back and forth. I would do the same thing with my southpaw stance. And I came out when I first started training. I came out southpaw because I was real comfortable with my, with my right hand. I think Lomachenko is a, a right hand dominant southpaw. Sometimes you, you know, people, right-handed people like to fight in a left-hand stance because they want that lead hand as their best hand. Um, you work more off of it. It's the most important hand. Uh, fuck a power hand. If you got a nice lead hand, lead hooks, you know, you got everything. But anyways, Peter Jan was eating those leg kicks. And then just as every Jose Aldo we've, we've ever seen, 
the championship rounds, usually even even third round, yeah, definitely four and five. The Mark Hominick fight back in the day, uh, the Ricardo Lamas fight back in the day, he's dominating both of those fights, ends both of those fights fully mounted, eating bombs. Uh, we've, we've seen it in the, uh, in the Max Holloway fights, you know, fading in those rounds. Uh, and he faded in four and five, and he started getting his ass fucking whooped. Ass fucking whooped. I mean, at the end, um, I don't know what the fuck. Um, I don't know what the fuck that ref was waiting for. I mean, Jose Aldo was just getting drummed on. He, uh, Jose Aldo, I mean, Peter Yan was beating him like his dick. Uh, he, he, he was smashing him. Uh, repeated, I mean, like 40 hammer fists unanswered to the, to the fucking side of the head, to the temple. Jose Aldo making no... No uh, efforts at all to get the fuck out of there. He's just covered up. Listen, after a while, you could say, hey, covering up is an intelligent defense. If you can't do anything and somebody's just raining punches down, the most intelligent thing to do at that time is to just cover up. But fucking five minutes of it? Nah, you can't do that, man. A whole minute of that shit? Nah, it's over. And Jose Aldo, he, he needed a way out at that point. It, it, it was done. It, tur- it turned on a dime. It turned on a dime because Jose Aldo was, I was like, this motherfucker's about to win this fight. And then he ate a couple right hands, he ate some shots, and then it started fading, fading, fading fast. Uh, Peter Yan, fucking hey man. Hey, give him Jao Jermaine. Give him Aljamain Sterling next. That's who, that's who deserves this title fight. You got Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. Listen, Henry Cejudo, after, after the, the, the Benavidez fight against uh, uh, Figueredo, and now after this fight, uh, you know, at 135, Cejudo's got two real challengers at those belts. I mean, he just gave both belts up, but, I mean, you have, if he came back, he's the champ. You know what I mean? And that hurts me to tell you that. Because I don't fuck with a guy like that. But I fucks with him as a fighter. Motherfuckers, he sold me. He sold me. Beat Dom's ass. Beat Dominic Cruz's ass. Dago representative Dominic Cruz. But Peter Yan versus Cejudo, I know Cejudo was talking about going up and fighting Volkanovski. Shit, I don't know if I don't mind that. But you, or versus Figueredo at 125, which is pretty much the only only fucking challenger at 125. But still, Nami Yunus versus Andrade was another motherfucker. Um. Jessica Andrade had some shit. She came out looking like a bobbin and weaving little Mike Tyson and shit. She had like she put on a, a whole new entire style in this shit. I mean, she was making Rose miss, but Rose was still getting off. It was first two rounds were, were Rose, but Jessica Andrade every time she landed, she was landing at a, a less lesser rate. But when she was landing, she was doing uh, damage, and that third round was all Jessica Andrade. If that's going four or five, if this was a title fight or a, a main event. Jessica Andrade is probably going to win that fight. You saw Rose Namajunas at the end of that. Her face all blown up. Eyes swollen shut. Um, she started eating big bombs. I think her nose got broken uh, in that third round. There, there, she was facing a lot of problems. But, she, you know, Rose never never cowers, man. When she, she gets her, she still stayed in there. She still stayed dancing. Still stayed working the outside with the jab. Uh, but Jessica Andrade, she's so quick. She's like a mini, mini uh, Vanderlei. She just gets in. in, the, in she, when you have small people like this, just use it's like Kelvin Gastelum, you know, fighting at 185. Always at a size difference. At a size difference. He's always at a size disadvantage. And, and so is Jessica Andrade. So they're good at getting inside. 
because that's what they have to do every single day where they're in training they're always constantly fighting bigger people so they're, they're good at getting inside and you got to be quick to do that and Jessica Andrade was landing some bombs making Rose miss countering off of it um it, it, she looked solid she looked solid and that could have been her fight if it would have been longer um I thought she was just going to go out there and get tooled especially after she got her ass whooped by uh Zhang Wei Li that was an that was a fifty as bad as 50, 50 second ass whooping as you can get. That's like you know when you catch out Circle K not wearing your mask and shit. You know homies dropping you in fifty seconds and, and duffing you out real quick. That's the kind of ass whooping that she got from Zhang Wei Li. That no mask wearing, carrying, fucking ranting kind of bullshit uh, ass whooping. Um, but uh, good, good fucking fight, Andrade. Uh, you know, she showed some fucking heart. I mean, she was in there and she, a whole new style that she came in with. She knew she had to stay moving um, and, and, and talk about making adjustments. Uh, uh, bad little Betty emerged. Um, called uh, Amanda Hibas. Uh, I told y'all Amanda Hibas was going to uh, uh, put the whooping stick to Paige Van Zandt. Um, so if you're keeping track out there, um, you got, uh, Mandy Hebos beat the shit out of Paige Van Zandt. I, I picked that. I had Rosanam Yunus. I got that. Uh, Peter Jan. I got that. Volkanovski. Iffy, but I still got it, motherfucker. So I got that. And then I missed the, the, the main event. So I was four and one that day. Amanda Hebos, man, this, this shit, uh, Paige Van Zandt. This shit took place at like, uh, like three in the morning out there. They're like eleven hours ahead of us. We're watching this shit at, at seven o'clock at night. It's six in the morning there, but it started the main. Uh, you know, the undercards were at like three, four in the morning. So, so Paige, you know, got that ass whooped and, and was back at the hotel at the Continental breakfast before they could even put down the hot links. I mean, she was catching whoopings. She came right out there, got that arm snatched, homie. She got thrown on her head, and and, and um, I think I told y'all, you know, it, when I was picking this fight, this this was this was the UFC doing Paige Van Zandt dirty. She's, you know, it was her final fight of her contract. She's talking about, um, you know, wanting more money. I was like, the fuck, how are you going to get more money? You're not even that good of a fighter. Her, her, her She's most well known for being on Dancing with the Stars. And, you know, came out here and got smoked. Um, not the way you want to go into negotiations. She's probably looking at a Bellator uh, type situation at this point. I don't know where she would go. Uh, all the elite fighters that she fought, she, she lost to. And, you know, Amanda Hebos came out here, um, smoked homegirl, went and got her some fucking grits and some, uh, some fucking orange slices at the Continental Homeboy. She, she was just chilling, illing, bad little Betty. Bad little Betty, homies. Amanda Hebos. She's she's here. She's for real. She's fucking great on the ground. Didn't see so much of her striking this time around, um, but uh, definitely, definitely worth uh, checking her out later on. Um, God damn it! What's going on here? What else do we have on this card? Get this shit out the motherfucking way. Um, let's see. What prelims do we have? Um, Uzdemir, oh yeah, this motherfucker. So when I first uh, picked this fight, it was Vol Vulcan Uzdemir versus Jiri uh, Prachajka. And there was no picture of, uh, of Jiri. And uh, I know who the fuck Jiri 
Prochaska is now. He's a professional fucking kickboxer who's a fucking monster. Uh, he came out here and put the ass whooping stick to Uzdemir. He got a little uh, movement, movement, perpetual movement. Think of a, a, a 205 pound Dominic Cruz striking from both stances, uh, deadly with the kicks, deadly with the hands, uh, making a uh, Uzdemir miss. We had he has the, the the traditional boxing head movement with the kickboxing uh, kicks and stuff. He just looked fantastic. Uzdemir, hey, he hung in there tight. Uh, Jiri started feeling himself doing the Macarena in there um, after landing some shots and started taunting and Uzdemir almost put his ass out. It went from uh, 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 100 to 0 real quick for Jiri there for a second when he started trying to, uh, you know, spike the fucking ball at the four-yard line before he even got to the end zone. Uh, he started doing his, his little uh, Anderson Silva taunting and he got fucking rocked. He was wobble-legged. He was bambi-legged out there on the, on the, on the fucking frozen lake. Um, trying to stay on his feet, but he, he gathered himself and then and then put the stamp on Volkan Uzdemir. I think in, in round two, early round two. Um, but this dude Jiri Prochaska, you get. I don't know what his his uh, ground game or his takedown defense is going to look like. That's going to be the way to path to victory. So, but I mean, you give him some more fights. A guy like John Jones, uh, John Jones is going to be a one-dimensional fighter trying to get that fight to the ground. I don't think he wants to fight, uh, strike with a guy like Jiri. This dude's going to get in his face and push a pace. Uh, John Jones uh, used to fighting at his own pace. With his length, he's able to dictate things. Um, when it when it hasn't been quite his pace, like early against Dominic Reyes, um, at times against Thiago uh, Silva, um, you know the the fights didn't go well for him. This dude, Jerry, this dude's a motherfucker. So um, I didn't know who the fuck he was. I do now. Um, and uh, that was a fucking uh, hell of a fight. Um, what else did we have? Uh, Leonard Santos. For, yeah, that, um, that's about it. Let's, let's move on to another card, man. Let's move on. Let's move on. We got plenty of fucking fight cards to talk about. Then we had Cater. Um, we had Cater versus Ige. Um... I don't think I picked, I didn't put any of these on wax, but obviously I had Cater. Um, I've been riding that Cater uh, cock and balls since I, fought, since I uh, saw him fight Shane Burgos a couple years ago. I came on here on this here podcast and told y'all about uh, Shane Burgos and, and Calvin Cater going to be uh, some serious um, contenders in, in the future. And I think that was two, maybe three years ago. Two and a half. I mean, we've been doing the podcast for about three years now. So, uh, you know, that was right around then, maybe two years ago, when 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 Burgos fought fake, fought Calvin Cater, and I think that was Burgos' um, first fight in the UFC, UFC debut, maybe. Um, but this was a hell of a fight. Listen, Dan Ige, this dude came to fight. He was in there tough. I think you could have had it two-two going into the fifth round because Dan Ige was was very effective early in the fight. Calvin Cater kind of gets out to a slow start, like he did against Magomed Sharipov. Gave up those first two rounds. Uh, the third round, had it been a five-round fight, he definitely would have won that fight. He was he was beating um, Magomed Sharipov's ass. Um, that's another dude. Maybe he fights Volkanovski. Magomed Sharipov versus Volkanovski. That would be a, a pretty uh, interesting style right there. Style matchup. Um, get Calvin Cater since he won this fight. Maybe fighting a Josh Emmett. I'll fucks with that. Um, or Magomed. Give him a fucking rematch. I mean, he was beating Magomed's ass at the end of that round. At the end of the third round, but he got off to a slow start again. Um, you know, he just doesn't let things go, but he, he's slick, straight punches, Dan Ige just gets in your face and makes it ugly, um, real, real, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's very vanilla striking, but it's very effective for this dude, um, he was getting in the face, he's not afraid, um, 
at times he was definitely pushing the pace. He was landing higher. Um, I was I was starting to feel for a little while early in this fight. I was like, he might just this dude Dan Ige might pull it off. But then Calvin started finding his range, started finding the body shots, started mixing in those kicks, um, and, and he slowly started pulling away towards where like the fifth the fifth round was all Calvin Cater, and you're like, yeah, that he he definitely won that. But it was two two. I think he had to, he had to come back. Um, could you could have had it? You could have had it. Um, 3-1 also Cater at, at some point. I think I had it 2-2, though, going into that round. So Calvin Cater, man, what a motherfucker. Uh, another big win for him. Um, so I, that's definitely who I go with. Um, you know, I, I give him Magomed again or, or give him a guy like Josh Emmett. Let's really see what see what's on and popping with Josh Emmett. I mean, he's oh, but he's hurt. I forgot. He got fucked up in that last, run, in that last fight. So um, maybe you give him Magomed again. Maybe you give him... Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. You know Max Holloway's always down for the quick turnaround. Then you justify a third fight with Volkanovski. I don't know if you can quite do that right now because I think the more, you know, there was a lot of people uh, up in arms uh, that night of the Volkanovski fight, but I think if you went back and watched that fight, you could definitely understand if, if somebody gave Volkanovski the third round and four and five were clearly him. And and Max, you know, faded at the end. So you get Max Calvin Cater put make that a a, a pay per view main event. That's a motherfucker right there. Tim Elliott, that was a good fight. Uh, Jimmy Rivera got back in the win column. Um, uh, who else? Uh, let's see. Was there any more sleepers on here? There was a, this was a, a weekend of sleepers. This yes, there was. This dude and this dude's fighting. So this dude just fought on Wednesday. Wednesday. His name's Kaz Kamzat Shemaev. Kamzat. Jemayev. Remember this motherfucker. He's scary. This dude's like, what was this? Middleweight bout? This dude's a 185-pound Khabib. This motherfucker got on top uh, of this bigger dude, this dude, John Phillips. I don't know anything about him. I, I, he didn't look like a great fighter to me, but this dude, Ch uh, Kamzat, came out here and ate that motherfucking ass. Put him up on the koala station, spread them legs apart, and ate that motherfucking ass. Chewing with his motherfucking mouth open, disrespectful style. I mean, he was dropping bombs on this dude uh, on 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 the, from the top position, just taking him down at will. He looked fucking good. I didn't see a whole lot of his his striking. It didn't look you know terrible. Um, but Kamzat is fighting this weekend again. Quick turnaround, goes out there, eats this motherfucker fucker's ass, and gets a like a like a fucking house casino free buffet uh, to come back again. So he's coming back this weekend. I just saw him that they made him a late, uh, you know, add, add addition to the card this weekend. I'm pretty sure. Um, so Kamzat Chimaev, keep your motherfucking eyes out on that. We're gonna be talking about Kamzat. This is another, uh, you know, dude in the mix that uh, looking like a future, uh, definitely a future title contender at 185 pounds for sure, for sure. Maybe even right now. Um, you know, I gotta say, okay, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We gotta see him fight some real, real tough competition. What's what's gonna happen if he's not able to get some people on the ground? Um, but I don't think he's gonna have that problem. His takedowns were fucking ruthless, clean. Um, Kamzat Shemaev, dude, out there, ass eating, willy nilly, fucking not giving a shit, homies. Literally, goddamn. So then that brought us to Figueredo versus Benavidez. Um, the memes have been fucking ruthless. The beams have been goddamn ruthless. This dude, I'll tell you what, this dude Figueredo's on some fucking, uh, some fetish shit. He's got a, like a little choke fetish going on over here. Some BDSM, uh, 
some 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 fucking uh, anger issues type type shit. He he would choke the shit out of Joseph Benavidez like six times before he put him to sleep. He kept getting these tight chokes on him. Just when his face would turn purple, he like let go. It was just some sick savagery. He was like just making love to Benavidez at this time. It was like a, a, a nasty little choke fetish he had. Um, came out. Dropped Benavidez early, and it, it, you know, within the first minute, clipped him behind the head or on top of the head with a with a hook, and Benavidez went down. And then it it looked like those old um, Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard fights, where in the first round, uh, you know, Frankie Edgar's just flopping around like a fucking fish all over the goddamn uh, octagon. That's what that's what Benavidez looked like. Um, it was some like reverse cuckold shit with Megan O'Leary sitting in the corner. Uh, sitting in the corner handling her business while 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 fucking Figueredo was eating that Benavidez ass. I mean, it was it, it was it, this was this was almost a snuff film. This is the one I was telling you. This this could have been like they might have had to stop you know uh, the telecast of this shit. Uh, the you know and, and, and add some restrictions. Some NC seventeen was going on on this. Benavidez had nothing for nobody. Um, I don't know where this fucking guy goes. Um, Megan O'Leary came out, you know, you've seen the Meg, you know, all these, um, memes that are coming out, motherfuckers trying to make their move, uh, uh on Megan O'Leary now, her, I mean, her husband got done up again two times in a row, um, and, and motherfuckers are ruthless, coming after Megan, like, leave her alone, homie, she's standing by her man's side, she said she's still proud of him, of course she is, um, but what I didn't understand going into this fight was, you know, Benavidez talking about an illegal headbutt that caused everything. He was the illegal headbutt. This motherfucker, Figueredo said it best during the pre-fight shit. He said this motherfucker leads with his heads with uh, leads with his head with his eyes closed as he throws punches, and he was right. This motherfucker lowered his head with his eyes closed and was just winging punches, and he headbutted Figueredo, which caused the cut. And I don't know how the, it didn't look like it was in his eyes or anything. He didn't look wobbled from it. He ate a straight right hand down the pipe a few seconds later, uh, and, and that was all she wrote. And, you know, his legitimate gripe was that Figueredo didn't make weight, and he strategically didn't make weight because he had about two, two and a half pounds left, and he probably thought that if he cut those two pounds, he was probably hurting so badly trying to cut just to get down to two pounds that he thought if he cut those last two pounds, he'd be dog shit the next day. So um, that's where it sucks, and what's, what's Benavidez going to do? Not take the fight anyways? Um, so on that... That, no, okay, you know, Benavides had a gripe from the first fight. But there's no gripes now. And the way Figueredo looked, him versus Zahudo at 125, I mean, if you're going to keep the 125 alive, if that's going to still be a division, that's the fucking fight to make. Because there's nobody else. I don't know anybody else. Askarov, I think, was fighting in this shit. Uh, another, uh, another dude. I, there's, no, there's nobody. There's nobody. It was Joe, Joseph Benavides was all there was. Um, He's going to continue to fight. Um, you know, maybe he's, he's pretty much a gatekeeper at this point. Go up to 135, Joe. Eat, eat some fucking ice cream. Get some fucking Hostess Twinkies. Some, some, some fucking muffin loaves from 7-Eleven. And, and go up to 135 like you used to be, man. Maybe you'll have a little more power up there. Who knows? Maybe your quickness will translate a little bit. I, I just wouldn't stay at 120. There's nothing for you, man. Just go make some exciting fights if that's what you're going to do if you want to hang on. Um, I didn't make my, my bets, my picks on this. Um, I definitely had uh, Figueredo. I'm sure at one point I said that when they first announced this shit. Um, but the second fight was one of my... Uh, it's one of those times I wish I had bet. Um, I went, you know, it's a, the classic underdog. Um, what were the odds? Did they have the odds on here? They didn't have the odds on 
Anyways, it was Jack Hermanson versus Kelvin Gastelum. Um, I didn't put this on wax, but during the, the you know the the fights and shit where the homies were texting back and forth making their picks. My pick was Jack Hermanson. I said he was going to get the sub in the second round. I just don't know about Kelvin Gastelum sometimes. In big fights, he just doesn't appear. I mean, that Adesanya fight, if that guy showed up every single time, he'd be a world champion. He was one round away from being a world champion, fighting one of the baddest dudes around. But when he fought Woodley, he didn't show up. When he fought Darren Till, he didn't fucking show up. When he fought Weidman, he didn't fucking show up except for one punch at the end of the first round where he almost knocked Chris Weidman the fuck through the cage. And then after that, he proceeded to get his ass whooped. And now, I wouldn't say that he didn't show up against Jack Manson. I mean, Kelvin Gastelum came out and looked good. He looked in shape. He was definitely trimmer. Um, he got inside. He was landing some, head, uh, landing some shots. He got inside. Or actually, Jack Manson had the shoot on him. Shot in on Gaslam, got double underhooks. Looked like he was going to just inside leg trip Kelvin Gaslam to the ground. And Gaslam reversed and suplexed the motherfucker onto the ground and ended up in top position. It was impressive as hell. And I was like, uh-oh, uh, Jack might be in, 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 in trouble. But I was like, this is what I picked. If he, I picked him the sub. I mean, he's good off his back. This is what he does. He went for one leg lock, one heel hook. Kelvin Gaslam, uh, you know, got out of it. And then he went for it right after that. Jack Hermanson went for the heel hook. And you cannot fuck with heel hooks. The thing about heel hooks, homies, if you're training, you're thinking of training, you're going to train, uh, tap. If somebody gets a hold of you, good, just tap. Because one second, you're good. A half second later, you're not. It takes just the slightest little twist to blow that fucking ACL out. It's the slightest little twist. And you won't feel it until it's already gone. Um, and Kelvin, and, and the rule is, somebody grabs your leg like that, you roll, stop, drop, and roll like your motherfucking ass is on fire, homies. You roll all the way across the cage. The moment, every time you see somebody, especially in an MMA fight, you see somebody um, get caught in a heel hook, they always turn halfway and then stop, and then they try to figure out what to do. They stop because they think there's no pain, so they don't think that they're in trouble when they're actually in a whole lot of trouble at that point. You don't ever stop. As soon as you stop, it's over. You're just letting him get it in deeper. He should have just rolled, throwed his, thrown his opposite leg over his head and just kept rolling across the motherfucking cage. If he ran into the cage, roll back the other fucking way. Use your free leg to push off of his butt and get the fuck out of there. And that's it. And that's all you can fucking do. So I'm, it looked like Gaslam wasn't draining this shit. I don't know how many you know heel hooks Jack Romance has attempted or finished in, the, in, in MMA. Um, but he, he fucking got it like a, in the minute, in the first minute, minute and a half of the, of the fight. It, it was, uh, you know, and he was landing some big kicks when they were standing early, too. He looks a little awkward on his feet. I know he just got knocked out by Jared, Jared Cannonier in his last fight. So who knows what you do with Jack Hermanson, but he's dangerous to anybody. Motherfucker's dangerous to anybody. He can, he can catch you at any time, you know. Um, but, you know, I don't think he, his stand-up is where it's going to be to be able to get the type of takedowns uh, against a guy like Adesanya, against a guy like uh, Yoel, if he ever has to fight a guy like that. Costa, these, these top, top dudes. Um, you know, this dude, uh, you know, uh, Jiri that I was just talking about at 185. Give, give Jack Hermanson that dude. Let's throw him into the fire. Let's see what his what, what, what uh, Jiri's ground game is really like. Or if he can just keep it. He's got the style where he can just dance and stay on the outside of Jack Hermanson. I don't know. But um, Jack Hermanson got me the big fucking upset call. Nobody. I, I didn't hear anybody making that call. Um, so that that's like probably my most golden pick of the year so far. Uh, of 2000 of this dismal dismal ass 2020 mark to casey versus rafael fazeev this fazeev guy is the, the the other motherfucker i was gonna tell y'all motherfuckers about um he lost actually a couple fights ago 
I guess he's fought a few times in the UFC. I, I don't remember seeing him. Um, he's another kickboxer, another guy just like that Jerry homeboy I was just telling you about. This dude's a straight kickboxer, and his he, he's he's built like I thought this was at 185. I was like, I'm pretty sure Mark DeCasey is a 155er who's a motherfucker on his own right. Um, explosive, fast, powerful, great kicks, great hands, um, very good fighter. Hung in there against a much stronger Rafael Fazib. This dude came out throwing crow cop leg kicks, uh, uh, throwing crow cop kicks. To the legs, to the body, to the head, with both legs. I mean, this dude was, his leg, his kicks were, were, were thunders. I mean, this dude was scary as fuck, too. This is one of those guys, like, if you're, look, if you're, you know, coming up in the 155, this is the guy you're trying to navigate you at GPS, alternative route around this motherfucker. Uh, 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 Siri, find me another way around Rafael Fazeev. I, I, I'm not going to fight this guy if I'm not absolutely made, you, you know, that's my only choice is to fight this guy or not fight at all. Um, I try to uh, circumvent this motherfucker um, with everything I got. It was still a, a very competitive fight, probably fight of the night. Um, yeah, definitely fight of the night. Definitely fight of the night. Uh, Mark Casey hung in there. He landed his shots. He started having some more success later in the in, in, in the third round. Um, but the power, man, the power was just driving DeCasey back. It was very hard for DeCasey to get off because he had to defend so much, especially those body kicks. He ate so many body kicks. He didn't show any wear of it, though. Uh, his, his, he never looked like he was hurt at all. He took some big leg kicks. He also, the thing that Mark DeCasey did that, you know, a lot of guys don't do, he had an answer for those leg kicks. He was He checked about as many as he got in i mean he, he was checking a lot of those kicks and that and that takes a toll out on your legs too checking it you know isn't without pain motherfuckers um but he was checking outside he wasn't taking the low leg low calf kick he was he was you know checking out and um he looked good too mark to casey looked good too i know he's had you know some ups and downs but i, I like that dude the, to be able to go against this rafael Fazeev, keep your eye on this fucking guy I don't know what his ground game looks like. Another guy, I don't know how his ground game looks like. His actually, the fight he lost in the UFC, I was looking at. He lost uh, to an, uh, a Russian guy. Uh, all motherfuckers, all Russian dudes are motherfuckers by a, a spinning back kick. So I think he got kicked to the body with a spinning back kick and went out that way. Um, but everybody else, I think he's nine and one, ten and one now. Uh, but this Rafael Fazeev is a motherfucker. Arian Lipsky uh, had this this chick. Just saw her. She reminded me a little bit of of, of Amanda Hibas. Uh, got a nasty, nasty knee bar on this young lady, uh, Luana Carolina. Uh, whoo! Uh, talk about tapping too late. She tapped when her fucking whole knee was already fucking, uh, you know, sticking the wrong way out. It's like a, remember your G.I. Joe uh, figures? You bend the knee backwards. That's what this chick looked like in that knee bar. That shit looked nasty. Um, uh, Pantoja versus Askarov. This guy I was telling you about at 125. That might be a title contender, but, I mean, he's nothing special. Um, but maybe you have him fight uh, Figueredo. I don't fucking know. And uh, what else do we have? Um, any other sleepers on here? Any other sleepers on here? Joe Duffy got his ass motherfucking uh, beat again. I think he retired after that. He's famous for being the first guy to beat uh, uh, Conor McGregor back in uh, the early days. Carlos Felipe, keep your eyes on this guy. That guy had some had some big hands, but he lost a, a close fight to this guy Spivak, who's another fucking uh, tough do, uh, tough guy in the heavyweight division. There's some there's some young heavyweights that are coming up that you know look like they could be pr pretty promising. Both of these guys look look pretty fucking solid. Um, all right, fuck it. Now let's get back. Let's what, what do we got this weekend? What do we got this weekend? Let's take a look at this motherfucking card.
Anthony Smith. Anthony fucking Smith. And, and the other one, uh, uh, Tyson Pedro. Tyson Pedro. So he's coming off of, um, you know, a, a tough little bout there. I, I, I'll go with Hua. I mean, I, I think his aggression, you know, uh, will probably... Yeah, fuck, I don't know. Who, who knows about this one, man? I'll, I'll take Hua, though. That, that'll be the wax pick. We'll take Mauricio Shogun Hua. Mauricio Verdum versus Allison, Alexander Gustafson going up to heavyweight. Uh, you know, like we've seen John Vellante go up there with it, with, 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 with his fucking, uh, I don't, you know, the wrong type of diet to go up there. Uh, Alexander Gustafson, I hope he's not doing the same thing. When you see these guys from 205 go up to, to, to the heavyweight, they gain a ton of weight and not the right kind of weight, not muscle. Muscle, <laughs> not muscle. Uh, Fabricio Verdum's a big motherfucker. Um, I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna say that he's gonna be able. Alexander Gustafson gonna be able to keep this stand, and he's gonna be able to stay on the outside. I'm just hoping he is. I know he retired. Now he's coming back from retirement to go up to to heavyweight. I, I don't know if he's ever fought at heavy, heavyweight, um, but I'll, I'll take I'll take Alexander Gustafson. I'm not too. Uh, I'm not too sold on it, but Fabricio Verdum, he lost his last fight, and he didn't look good at all. He looked uh, fat and out of shape as well. I'll fat shame the fuck out of y'all motherfuckers. I don't care. That, that's just how we are. We, we can't just allow you, you know, at what point, you know, people being fat and fucking lazy and unhealthy, you know, you should shame them motherfuckers. It ain't cool for that. You can't be just fat and think like, oh, you can't tell me nothing. Now, fuck that. Now, fuck that. It's, uh, you know, beautiful, fat is beautiful. Uh, fat is healthy, and you're going to fucking die, Fabricio Verdum. You need to get that shit under control. Carla Esparza, uh, Marina Rodriguez. I'll, I'll take Marina Rodriguez. Paul Craig, that's who this guy is. Paul Craig is fighting on this. He's the last guy to fight Shogun Hua to a draw. Um, I don't know any of these guys. I know Cowboy Oliveira. I love that motherfucker. He's fighting welterweight bout against uh, Peter Sabata. God damn, that's a tough fight. I'm going to go Sabata on that shit. And then my man Ka- Kamazat uh, Shemaev. We know I'm taking that motherfucker. So there you have it. There it is. Fucking A, man. 45 minutes of fight talk. I mean, we rolling, rolling. Lots of fights. Man, I'm losing my voice already talking about all these fights. And then this weekend... Saturday, Major League Baseball's back. Never, ever thought I'd be excited for fucking baseball, homies. And I think they're going to be playing some of these games on, on the Field of Dreams. They recreated the Field of Dreams. I think they're going to be playing on that shit. And that's going to be fucking fire. Um, no fans in the stadium. Uh, that'll be interesting. Most of these baseball uh, teams don't have fans in the stadium anyway, so it's not going to be anything new. It's like playing a Chargers home game for them. Um, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then the following weekend, the NBA kicking off. My Pelly's about to eat ass willy-nilly all over the motherfucking place. My Pelicans are coming. I was saying, I was talking greasy. I was on that Kanye yip-yapping, gum-bumping bullshit when I was talking about I don't think the Pelicans have enough games, eight games to overcome, three and a half. Uh, you know, I think they're, we're going to be on the outside looking in. Now, fuck all that. I don't know who the fuck that guy was talking like that. Pelicans are going into this bitch. We're going to play the motherfucking Lakers uh, early in the fucking tournament. We're going to make the fucking tournament. And then we're going to beat the Lakers in the first round. That's what I said from the beginning. I got to stick to that shit. Actually, I said the Lakers wouldn't even be in the motherfucking playoffs in the beginning. And I was almost right because of COVID. COVID almost proved me right. I still got a week and a half to be right on that prediction. But if it's going to go down, the Pelicans are going to be up in that motherfucking mix. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about on that other time. um, But... I, I, I was fucking wild. Then. Don't don't believe any of that shit. Um, what else do we fucking got going on? Um, 
little hip-hop news. You had Eminem and Kid Cudi drop a motherfucking album. I mean, not an album, a, a track called uh, something weird. Moon Man and, and Slim Shady or some shit like that. Moon Man and Slim Shady. Yeah, Moon Man and Slim Shady. Shit was fire. Eminem straight stole the fucking show. Um, it kind of reminded me of... Uh, one of his tracks off of Revival, that one where he's doing Black Boy, Black Boy, what was the name of that fucking track? Um, but it reminded me of that track. Um, he had some, you know, um, you know, some social commentary on this shit, said fuck Drew Brees. Um, fire ass, fire ass fucking verse, slowed down M verse where he's just really, really riding, riding the fucking beat um, instead of just that quick choppy choppy shit that sometimes looks like he's not really writing it to any particular beat. Um, Untouchable. Untouchable was the name of that shit. Um, it was it was a little bit along those lines. It was just fucking fire. It was just fucking fire. No way. No no way around that shit. Um, so go check that shit out. Um, we need some good hip hop to fucking drop. Your boy Moody Hank been doing his best, man. I dropped two tracks already. I got another one I call, called um, I Got Time. That shit's coming up. That shit's gonna be fucking fire too. Trust me on that. Um, Snoop versus DMX versus. If you haven't been seeing these verses, I mentioned them a few weeks ago. They were doing the uh, producer verses. So they were having like Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh, and they were going back and forth, like playing their hits and their fucking the, the hits that they produced. 20 rounds, 20 songs versus 20 songs. One producer plays one song, and the other person gives their retort to that song. You know, which song is more fire, and then the person who had the most wins. You know, it's just, it's just for fun. They're doing Snoop Dogg versus DMX. Um, this is an ass whooping. This is an ass whooping. I love both these motherfuckers. You couldn't find a bigger DMX fan than me, but he just does not have the catalog that Snoop Dogg has. This motherfucker got Snoop shit. This motherfucker got chronic shit. This motherfucker got chronic 2001 shit. This motherfucker got Pac shit. This motherfucker got DPG shit. This motherfucker got Eastsider shit. This motherfucker's got Pharrell shit. This dude's deep, deep uh, 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 in the music business. This dude's got hits for decades. DMX... First two albums, fucking classics. The first Rough Rider album, fucking classic. Um, the third, uh, what was what was the third? And then there were, and then there was X, a fucking classic. That shit was dope too. That's one we you know party up in here. But I mean, you play party up in here. What you know, gangster uh, ain't nothing but a gangster party. You you're gonna fucking destroy a party up in here. I mean, so his best tracks, DMX best, you know, like tracks like that. I don't know how he's gonna go to toe toe to toe with Snoop. I mean, this was this wasn't. I would have more picked like a for for a DMX. Fuck, who would a, who would be a good match for DMX or for Snoop Dogg? I mean, Snoop Dogg, who's fucking iconic like that? I mean, this dude's these guys are on on, on two completely different levels. It's just not a, not a fucking fair fight. DMX versus who 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 would we put DMX up there against? Um... Man, I don't even know. Um, I don't know. P. Diddy? No, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Actually, Diddy had some hot ass shit. No way out. He had he had some shit too. But Snoop Dogg, who you put up against Snoop Dogg? That's not named Tupac. I I don't fucking know. I mean, Dr. Dre shit, the Chronic shit alone. The Chronic, the Tupac shit. You know, the the couple Tupac tracks that he's done o- over the years, man. The, I I don't know. But that that shit. Um, that that shit's uh, not gonna be a, a, a fucking fair fight. We got football finally. You're looking like there's not gonna be a preseason. I don't know if there's gonna be a season. Um, Dak didn't sign the fucking paper. Uh, his brother, Dak's brother, Tad, uh, needs to. Uh, he can get a tad of these nuts on his motherfucking forehead talking about he ain't a, a fucking Dallas Cowboy fan anymore after the negotiations failed. Hey, Tad, it's not our fault. Your, your fault. Your brother's a fucking moron. 
Uh, I don't think you'd have to tell anybody else in the world twice to sign a piece of paper that would have given them $110 million guaranteed, 80 million, 80, 85 million fully guaranteed. You sign a piece of paper right here, right now, you walk out of the door with $85 million. And $35 million, $34 million a year. And you're not a cowboy fan? You're not a cowboy fan anymore because they offered your fucking brother $110 million guaranteed, wanted to pay him, tried to pay him $34 million for the next five years, so you're not a cowboy fan anymore? Like, they fucking tried to do him dirty. They didn't try to do him dirty. These motherfuckers wanted a, 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 a lower contract. They were talking fucking uh, Patrick Mahomes numbers, who just signed $45 million a year for 10 fucking years. Dak ain't sniffing $40 million a year. Now you got $31 million instead of 34 and now you don't have $85 million in the bank. You, you hand me 80, you can be mad at somebody for trying to give you $85 million to play a fucking game? Give you, give you fucking $35 million to, uh, to, to show up to work 16 times a, a year? And you're not a Cowboy fan? You, you're not a Dak fan. You're not a U fan, Tad. You, Tad. The fuck up out of here, Tad. That sounds like a, a, a fucking preppy goddamn fucking uh, uh, frat fraternity fucking pledge name or some shit. Tad of these motherfucking nuts upside your motherfucking head, Tad. Good, Tad. We don't want you to be a fucking D-boy fan. You ain't no fucking D-boy fan to begin with anyways. Soft-ass motherfucker talking about, uh, uh, we, I'm not a cowboy fan because uh, uh, they only offered us 110. Shut the fuck up, you dumb motherfucker, you. And Dak, we, 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 we fucking not good. We're not good no more. I mean, fucking, what the fuck are you waiting for? You ain't getting $40 million a year. Listen, this is probably Dak's last year, last year with the Cowboys. So I'm going to tell you this right now. If, if he don't get it done this year, and the negotiations start, start up again, and the Cowboys still want to go with him, they're going to offer him less. If he don't have a great year, if he don't go to the fucking Super Bowl, they're going to offer him less. And he's not going to take that. Now, the Cowboys fucked up originally by not getting this shit done uh, uh, last year before the season. That was their fucking problem. But offering them $110 million guaranteed, 85 fully, $34 million a year for five years is more than fucking fair. More than fucking fair. So I, I don't know what Dax, uh, what, what, what the fuck Dak's doing. Uh, Madden ratings. These motherfuckers are going out here fucking shitting, having fucking throwing fits about Madden ratings. Damn, the shit that, they, that that motherfuckers have to worry about these days, man. Get mad about fucking Madden ratings. They didn't give me a fucking 99, so I'm fucking mad. Uh, it's fucking crazy. I mean, they they did a whole show on Madden, Madden ratings on ESPN. I can't get no glory kickboxing, but I can get a whole show on Madden ratings. Oh, I had to turn that little motherfucking train off. That shit's going all crazy. This dude, the little quadruple champ, hasn't played with that little fucking train since he was like six months uh, old. Now he goes into the fucking... In, into the bin over there, digs it out the fucking bottom, is, is fucking going wild with it. As soon as he sees Pappy spitting on the mic. Um, listen, that's, a, that's about it. I, I don't know. You saw Kanye, Kanye West stealing all the headlines last night, talking greasy, talking fucking wild, talking some shit about... There were people in there, you know, he's starting with this fucking... Uh, this fucking presidential shit again. I don't know why anybody takes this fucking guy seriously. It's fucking weird. People showed up to his little rally, and I get it why they showed up. They showed up because they wanted to see this fucking train wreck, and they got a fucking train wreck. They for sure got a goddamn train wreck. They got a fucking plane wreck on top of the fucking train wreck. Um, 
this dude, you know, starts talking about Harriet Tubman. Tubman didn't um, free the slaves and shit. Uh, she she freed herself and she was a slave, so she definitely did that. She not only freed her fucking self and fled, she came back and freed her whole into uh, her her whole entire family, who were also slaves. So from that point of view alone, just at the surface level, common knowledge shit. She, she fucking saved slaves. Not only that, she led hundreds, of, well, she led like 70-something more slaves from that fucking same uh, slavery where her parents were enslaved, uh, you know, got them out of there. Then she led the Union Army. She was the first woman to ever lead an expedition for the, for the fucking army, you know, to free seven, you know, on, on over 700 more slaves on, on the expeditions that she led. Underground Railroad, you know, leading these people as a guide through, through the fucking, uh, you know, forests and, and all kinds of wilderness to get them back up to the, to the fucking free states and shit. She absolutely is one of the greatest Americans of all fucking time. This dude starting with his goddamn uh, slavery was a choice shit and now he's, he's shitting on Harriet Tubman for who knows why. Uh, fucking crazy motherfucker. This lady is as, as, as big. You don't know who, uh, uh, what was his name? Daniel Boone. Uh, Davy Crockett, Harriet Tubman, they're all up there. Those are all great. Lissy's uh, S. Grant, these are all huge, all-time great Americans right here. All-time greats. She's, she's in that pantheon, and you over here talking greasy as a black man about that shit? And then he's fucking talking about uh, the rape tape with, with Ray J, talking about Ray J, uh, implying that Ray J raped this lady, uh, Kim Kardashian, his wife and shit. No, she didn't. No, he didn't. It's on tape, motherfucker. We can see it. Then talking about, uh, I don't know what the fuck this guy was talking about. Chris and, and, and Kim trying to, to, to fucking lock him up. Good. Good. I think this is all just a new season of the Kardashian show. You know, they always got to have some kind of controversy going on or they don't have a fucking season. They definitely got plenty this time. They got they could have a, a whole fucking 30-episode season on this shit. Um, and then at the very end of all this crazy ranting, I mean, in the videos of him, he starts crying. He's talking about he almost aborted his first his daughter and all this fucking wild shit. And he, he starts saying the, saying the Harriet Tubman shit, and there's people in the crowd. You can hear him audibly saying, uh, we're getting the fuck out of here. And people booing him. And little jeers from the corner and shit on their way out to the exit, stopping him, boo, give him a, a one last boo on the way out to the parking lot and shit. I mean, it, it, it was bad, man. This dude, is, is, there's no doubt he's having a mental fucking breakdown. But then at the end of his little Twitter tirade last night, and everybody was, I mean, that was a talk of the town. Kanye's going crazy right now, real time, real time going crazy on Twitter and shit. Motherfuckers are so interested in what this guy's saying. Um, and, and... It fucking at the end of it all he, he announces that he has an album coming out on Friday so he, he duped all you motherfuckers that are out there like pray for Kanye this shit is real mental illness is this that and the other thing which you're right it all is but this guy's just on some other shit this dude's on some uh, fucking no shame no shame in Kanye West game he got you motherfuckers talking about him worrying about him praying for him and he's dropping a fucking album called Donda or something I don't know what reference that is um, but the, the tracks are like a minute apiece. There's like six of them, seven of them. I don't know. It, 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 if you heard his last shit, there ain't nobody checking for this shit. Actually, people will download the fuck out of this because they want to hear how bad it is. It's one of those things. It's like somebody who becomes famous for being, you know, infam like the, the meet me outside, bitch. 
she went viral not because she had like this great talent or anything. She went viral because she's a dumb fuck piece of shit human being. And people couldn't believe what they were seeing. And that's kind of what they're seeing with Kanye. He's not a dumb fuck piece of shit human being like the Catch a Outside Girl. Which I'm sure she's, you know, not. I don't know if that's an act or not. Who gives a fuck? Anyways, what I'm saying is uh, Kanye went off the fucking rails to promote a fucking album. Uh, and, and, and no, I'm not listening to that bullshit. You ain't getting that on the hip hop hour here. But um, fuck Kanye. Uh, you, you know Trump's going to win the goddamn election. It's already over. You've seen the fucking, if you're, you're a Democrat, I ain't on any of that shit. I always play the middle of the field on this shit. I just sit back and watch all these dumb fucks try to classify each other and, and this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, Nick Cannon over here getting his ass fucking you know, fired from Wild and Out. Good, not because he, I think he should be, just fucking Wild and Out show is terrible. Uh, something had to stop that show. If it had to be like this and it had to be like this, but this dude's out here on his anti-Semitic shit and they're acting like this. Where did this come from? Like, he's been doing that shit against Eminem for like the last year. This dude crying, you know, being racist, claiming that Eminem's a fucking racist. Now he's out here quoting some fucking Hitler shit that he read from a, a, a book called the ISIS Papers. It, you know, it, it's fucking crazy. This shit about, you know, the global, global banking and the Jews run the world and, and are funding, you know, funded wars. That's all the shit Hitler said to get the fucking Germans into World War II. After they got their asses beat in the First World War, they blamed it all on the Jews and, and all this, these financing and these fake, you know, that's all this shit came from. It came, it came from back then. It's still going on, you motherfuckers. It's just a conspiracy theory. It's fucking stupid. This guy's talking about, you know, uh, you know, they're the superior race to white people because white people um, were born with less melanin in their skin. So uh, we had to, like, flee the area and become savages and take other people's land because we couldn't handle it in Africa and over in that part of the world. He's on some wild-ass shit, this dude. These dude motherfuckers are losing their fucking mind. Everybody shit on Nick Cannon, and, and, and he got fired from Wild and Out, and, and, and all of a sudden now he, like, sees the error of his ways, and he loves Jews and all this shit. All of a sudden. Um, listen, I don't think he should have been fired for that shit. Um, he's just talking out of pocket, man. He reads a fucking book, and, and he, you know, it's like you read the, the Wikipedia breakdown of the shit, and then you're all of a sudden you're a fucking expert. You know, he had some clearly racist dude on his podcast, and he was just you know, going along with it, he was just, you know, confirming everything that this guy's been reading about, you know, uh, this lady was, pro, uh, from what I was understanding, this lady in, in the ISIC papers talking about how uh, uh, the white people uh, introduced black people to, to, home, home, uh, to being gay, like, we introduced them to being gay or some shit like that, to try to hold them down, to use it as a means of oppression, what's she basing that on, I have no clue, Damn, this little, this, this uh, quadruple chance been wilding out today. I had to stop him. This motherfucker is just doing everything. He's going to have to take his ass to bed the next time. I mean, this is, this is the last appearance of the triple champ. I'm sorry, homies. Uh, he's wilding out right now. Uh, it might be the last time I give him uh, cinnamon toast crunch because he's literally, this motherfucker's bouncing off the wall like it's fucking WWF ring and shit like that. Like he's about to drop the people's elbow. Uh, like non-stop over there, but anyways, that's that's a lot of the shit that's been going on, you know, these dudes, you know, talking out of pocket, trying to beat racism by being racist and motherfucking selves and not even realizing that they're being racist and doing the exact same shit uh, that they're accusing other people of doing, they're doing themselves in the way that they fucking think, listen man, 
just be fucking cool to everybody. That's all we gotta be, man. It's so much easier to have homies than it is to have enemies. You ever had a fucking enemy in like school or at work and it was just always awkward when you had to be around them and, and, and it's just like this anxiety. Just fuck all that bullshit. Just be cool to everybody. Now there's some motherfuckers that there's just no being cool with. Duff them out and just keep it fucking moving. Um, don't, there's no reason to hate people because of the color. If you truly feel threatened by somebody just merely because of the color of their skin or where they just happened to be born and raised, that something they had no, that none of us have any fucking, uh, control over at all because some of us are born into great circumstances with great parents and some of us just aren't. And we just need to recognize that, homies. That's it. That's all. We just got to be a uh, homie. If you, you know, these people that harbor these type of feelings usually don't have any kind of interactions with the people that they hate. They grow up not having any interactions with black people, not having any black friends. And, 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 you know, some of these black dudes that hold these, you know, these um, uh, feelings like a Nick Cannon, I don't know where the fuck they get this shit, but they, you know, he's obviously not hanging out around a lot of Jewish people to know that he's talking some fucking greasy ass shit that is just not fucking true i mean you know the rothschilds and shit they got their own shit we're not gonna get into that shit um what what they have and have not done but still anyways let's just fucking get the fuck out of here man i, I you know we, we gonna come back listen to this dude now you throwing that shit around dude now you throwing that shit around i'm about to come over there and get you in that fucking rear naked choke dude you i'm, I'm about to take the back Lock in that body triangle. We're going to see how he gets... That's how I throw him in body triangles and he cries his way out. The crying shit ain't going to work. Not not this time, homie. You're going to have to really fight your way out. You're over here interrupting the cast like that. Anyways, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Me, me, the triple champ. Uh, chonies and chanclas. Bare feet and huggies. Moody Hanks over here chilling. Also, the, the fucking... Uh, the mascot of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. We're going to get the fuck up out of here. Episode 109 in the fucking books. We'll be back when you see me, homies. Uh, tell your homies and tell the homies. Go rate this shit on, uh, on iTunes. A five. If it ain't a five, fuck you. That's it. Whiskey Sick Podcast, and I'm out. Motherfuckers.
Scoring my mention a few times While I'm getting brains Make a change for a few dimes Cause it's two times Like a two winds up Like a two nine On a futon Check the two side Cause it's noon high the smooth eyes Got my shoe shine Kick the bitch in gear Time to cruise I'm in the news tide Twain soon by toast And you'll soon find out Like I'm doing right now Living in the past Heard a knock one day Chilling at the pad About a block away I hop in the skip Only walk one way Down the boulevard Looking hard Talk shit fades Giving day Wishing never stay Pitching them rocks And shots at clay Pitching trace Missing every day Inches just gray Shit is way different When you're from the streets Of memory lane Get it back on your feet Guess you better get a name Or you'll be back Best believe that Just bleed track Trying to feed back Got trees past Hell's cheap ash That bowled out Then we roll out Hit the roads out Heads in the clouds That we blowed out Bet it's gonna rain Better slow down Swipe the car the gang Getting low now Waiting for the day I can show how I was raised front run Never top ten On the last lap Like my eyes thin Down the home stretch Closing in I'm gonna catch up When the going gets rough I'm gonna give up I know if I were you I come back